welcome to episode 20 of Songs for the Struggling Artist. Um, I am in the middle of a crowdfunding campaign, or rather I am in the home stretch of a, a crowdfunding campaign. Very close, 97% funded. Whew, crowdfunding is, uh, like, it's not, it's like, what can I say about it? We used to raise more money before there was crowdfunding. It feels like it's a thing that helps funnel more money to the arts because it's more visible, but we definitely raised more money before Kickstarter existed, before this whole crowdfunding situation. It seems like it's a good idea, but I'm not, I'm not sure that it is. I, I'm, 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 I'm confused about it. <laughs> um, but our, for the first time, our crowdfunding campaign has gone much better than usual. Um, usually we raise about mm, $1,500 maybe, which is about a tenth of what we'd need to put on an extremely bare-bones bare production in New York City. Um, so this time we, we are coming up on $5,000, which is great, but still about half of what it would really cost to do what we're doing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've just been thinking about how funny it is that like crowdfunding is, is hmm, sort of pitched as this thing that is so helpful and wonderful for the arts, but is in fact not. It's really helpful and wonderful for like new products who don't like for people who like don't want to go through the traditional roots, roots. Yeah. Um, but for theater, for example, I mean, you look at like Indiegogo where we're doing ours and 95% of them are, are not even close to fully funded. And that's just like even asking for like $3,000 or, I mean, you know, it's nothing. Whereas like a new watch is like 2,000% funded. <laughs> anyway, I have further thoughts on crowdfunding, which I'll get to at some point, I'm sure. But I'm very grateful to be in the final stretch for this particular campaign. Um, although, of course, again, it's not going to be all the money that would be useful to have. Um, but at least it's, it's at least we, at least we got this far, which is fantastic. And I'm so, so grateful to all of the people that helped us get there. Um, that, that is really incredible. Um, that is, that is the good thing about crowdfunding is, is to watch people step up and people who might not have otherwise. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna dial back my <laughs> my crowdfunding rant just just enough to say that all of those people who helped us out are awesome. Um, so anyway, I'm gonna read to you now a, a blog I wrote that that I yeah I wrote it in kind of in response to starting the crowdfunding campaign and just noticing that this crowdfunding campaign was going better partly because it's not product oriented I think. Um, and that made me think about kind of what happens with funding in general in the arts in the United States of America. So uh, I'm going to read to you this blog, which is called The Danger of Relying on Opinions. My theater company's crowdfunding campaign for research and development of our show got me thinking about arts funding and the way art gets supported. Generally, arts crowdfunding campaigns live or die based on the response to an idea, that is, the opinions of the people funding it. If a project's friends and family like the idea of the project, they fund it. 
if they're not keen on it, like they think, I wouldn't want to go see that, they won't. This is actually, at the gut level, often how grants get passed out as well. Is this show, artwork, dance, something I'd want to see? If yes, stamp of approval. If no, rejection. This basically means that whether or not something gets made is connected to the opinions of the consumer. I'm as guilty of this as anyone. I decide whether to support something or not based on whether or not I think it's a good idea. But I think this is a problematic and but I think this is problematic <laughs> and symptomatic of an overly commercial sensibility when funding the arts. If you'd pitched me some of my favorite shows just as ideas, I definitely not have funded or chosen them. A stage version of the film Brief Encounter? A one-man show about tribes in the rainforest performed by a white dude? If you'd asked me to fund a show about a horse who goes to war, I'd have said that was an idea that was doomed to fail. And I would have been very wrong about that. The fact is, whether or not I like an artist shouldn't preclude that artist's ability to make the art. I don't like all kinds of things every day. But I shouldn't get to be the arbiter of what gets made. We live in a world where Spider-Man the musical got made because Marvel had money to burn on it. We had Legally Blonde the musical because it was paid for. And I have to bet that not many people were truly passionate about making Legally Blonde the musical. It was not born from a group of artists getting together to create something where there was nothing. A group of producers hired a group of writers to do a job and make some money using an existing property. That show has all the hallmarks of a show put together by agents to showcase people at their agency. Do we truly want a world where agents and movie studios decide what theater gets made and artists like us, and like so many of our peers, have to send our ideas to the idea cemetery simply because our friends and or granting organization didn't like the idea? From Broadway all the way down to the smallest company, we're letting the market determine who gets to make art. This is why government funding for the arts makes sense. While no arts council is perfect, they at least aspire to a more equitable distribution of resources. They can keep their eye on inclusion and diversity. They can fund things that people won't necessarily like, but really should get made and seen anyway. I'd rather have all kinds of work I don't like funded, knowing that there are other metrics under consideration than whether the panel or the audience thinks it's a good idea. I mean no disrespect to grant panels or audiences, but they don't always recognize the good ideas from the outset. They tend to respond to things that are like something they've seen before, and this is not a great way to innovate in the arts. For the arts to thrive, we need to be able to explore a wide variety of ideas. We need to chase down the bad ones as well as the good ones. Good ideas sometimes make bad art, and vice versa. We need an arts funding culture that isn't predicated on whether or not someone likes the idea. If we could instead fund the artists, fund the companies, and fund the places that say to artists, whatever you want to explore, here are some resources. That's the way toward a vibrant, thriving arts landscape. And I think, that is why my company's current campaign is going better than any crowdfunding we've done before. We're not trying to sell the idea this time. We're sharing a process. We're looking to fund an exploration instead of a product. No one has to have an opinion about where we're headed or what we create. And it is liberating for both artists and funders. 
We'll save the opinions for the critics. So there you are. There's the danger of relying on opinions. Um, I have, feel like I have been railing against opinions lately. It's a, it's a thing. There's just like, I, maybe because of social media, it just feels like the world is just, like you're just out in, in, in a world of people sharing I think this, I think that, and I mean, rather than necessarily just experiencing things. Um, it's funny. Um, so, here for the end, uh, I will give you a song. This is a song about prejudging, which is kind of what this post is about a little bit, um, about deciding who's for you or not for you who you're for or not for, before, 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 before. Um, this is from a long time ago, but, uh, but here it is. It's called uh, Not Your Type. I'm pretty sure I'm not your type. I'm not tall and I'm not slight. I'm not long and lean like a calla lily stem. I think I know what girls you choose I'm not like them and so I lose And so you see how I set myself up again To just be friends But it's okay because I like to be around you And it's alright because I breathe the air you breathe And it's just fine that all those other Just assume you couldn't be the least bit attracted to me Because I've seen how you light up around those girls And so I sigh and I give up Because I never can live up to what I think it takes to be a pretty girl In this world But it's okay because I like to be around it's alright because I breathe the air you breathe And it's just fine that all those other girls surround you And astound you like me But Caverly says, look at your thesis There's something fishy going on So you like Chicago doesn't mean you won't go to Grand Santiago someday. Of course she's right, and this is all a way to build a solid wall to keep the possibility of love at bay. I always sing the same old song about how everything is wrong with how I look and how I get it. Every day And it's okay because I like to be around you And it's alright because I breathe the air you breathe And it's just fine that all those other girls around you And astound you like me I mean just like me Would you like